0: Welcome to the Time For You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 59. My name is Erin and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. everyone welcome back to a new week so it's been a little bit weird and wild around here and today specifically i am pre-recording this a few weeks because i'm leaving town and i'm just trying to get a lot of work done and as the way things go when we want to be our most productive i feel like is when we have the biggest obstacles that come in our way And the obstacle that I have today is a toddler who will not take a nap. She will not relax. And they are doing something construction-wise in my neighborhood because my house keeps shaking every now and then. But the show must go on. And I really want to get this done before I leave. And I'm just (laughs) trying to do my best. So if you hear... Hannah crying or screaming in the background, or a big boom in the background, just know that it's all normal, it's all fine, and we are just rolling with the punches today, because that is sometimes how we have to do life. And I guess in the spirit of telling the whole truth, that's the episode that was released last week, that is why I'm sharing all of that with you, because it is really not easy when things don't go the way that we had planned and when we have this perfect idea of how we think things should be and then it doesn't turn out to be that way so I just want to normalize it and to help all of you understand a little bit more about me I guess and know that I am very much in the same boat with you and it is hard but Hannah's in her room, she's totally fine, but she's not sleeping, she's squawking, she's reading, but we will see how long this actually takes for me to get recorded. In today's podcast, I want to talk to you about gardening and outdoor care, not because I'm an expert, because, but because I have learned so much from being a homeowner And also from gardening for the past five or six years or so. It's been a lot of fun and I've learned so much. And we are coming up on our third season, third year living in our home. And our yard is finally starting to look the way that we have envisioned from the moment that we first saw the house. Our grass is finally green and thanks to all of the moisture we received this winter, that was a huge catalyst for such green lawn, but also we have given it constant care and attention for the last two and a half years. So going into our third year, third summer, spring season that we're going to be here, it is finally looking really well. So the idea of Gardening and lawn care and outdoor yard care has been on my mind a lot, especially as we're coming into this new spring season of life and some of the parallels that we have in our lives when we're looking at our life versus mother nature. First, I want to rewind to the first year I planted a garden and I was responsible for all of it. I planned the layout of the garden, I purchased the proper tools, planted things that I wanted to grow, and Sterling and I diligently took care of the plot every day. We watered, weeded, fertilized, and more. Our first garden was a little plot in community gardens on university campus when we lived on campus during school, which, side note, was some of the most fond years of our life, and I don't think we're ever going to forget it. We loved it so much, but one thing that they did every year was they had garden plots available for the students if they wanted to use them. So Sterling and I jumped on that train, and it was really fun, except for the fact that we hardly grew anything. We harvested next to nothing. And some of the obstacles that I want to share that we ran into during the planting season, during the spring, summer, and fall, were there were deer in the area, there were rabbits, and there were bugs eating the leaves off the plants. Another thing that we observed over time was that where our plot was in all of these plots that everyone else had, our plot was covered almost all day by a very large tree nearby, and then there were hedges on the other side of the plot. So the plants weren't even getting enough sun. And not to mention, it was our first year gardening, so we really didn't know a lot about what we were doing. We were probably overwatering for how few sun exposure that the plants were actually getting. And even though I did... My best with the knowledge that I had at the time, I didn't really know how to garden. At the end of the season, I ripped everything out and I walked away from the gardening season feeling really discouraged, but we did learn a lot. So each year since then, we have become better gardeners. We have learned. A lot based on where we live and what grows best in what part of the garden, where to plant certain things and how to take care of it. Each year as I prepare to plant my garden, I remember the first year and how disheartening it was to try and yield no results. It could have been so easy for me and Sterling to walk away and never plant another garden after that first year but I knew deep down that it was a skill that I wanted to gain. So every year we keep trying. I am always learning and Sterling's learning right along with me. And we're learning new skills and new techniques on how to get better. And as a result, our garden always produces more. And I will add... Currently, where we live, our next door neighbor has a master's degree in horticulture. She also works at a local farm. So I really lucked out in the neighbor department. I have picked her brain endlessly and I am so grateful for her because she has definitely exponentially increased my knowledge about plants and trees and all of the wonderful things that grow outside. So, when I think about all of this and my experience with gardening, this is so similar to all other parts of our life. When we try something new, the first time could be a disaster, and it most likely will be if we've never done something before. But that doesn't mean that we should throw in the towel and stop trying altogether. Failing is a part of the learning process. As we fail, we gain more insight and knowledge into ourselves and our capabilities and limitations and what we can do different the next time. I have definitely learned this with gardening. It has given me a really good perspective of where my attention is throughout the seasons in helping my garden grow. And it is so applicable to the other parts of our life. In the spring... We usually have a lot of motivation, a lot of excitement for the change, and we're looking to create new life. In the summer, it's usually fun because things really start growing and we can see the changes that are happening. And in the fall, we harvest things, but also we're a little bit tired and worn down. And if we haven't harvested anything, it can be really discouraging. And then we head into winter. Where there is a time when we don't have to do as much. And we can either decide in this winter period that we're never going to do it again, or we're going to try the next year. I fear that most of us don't go after the things we really want because we are afraid of the failure. We are we are afraid that we're not going to harvest anything at the end of the fall. So instead of choosing to live in a way and do the things that would actually propel us to our most growth, we live below our potential. And as a result, we are even more discouraged because we're not progressing. So at some point, we must be willing to move past the fear of failure to experience the new things or to try things again if we have failed in the past. I think we've probably all heard the quotes, there is no failure if you learn from it. And it is so applicable here. There are so many times that I have learned through the planting process (laughs) of things that I'll never plant again because it either was too hard to keep them alive or they didn't produce what I wanted, or I realized I actually don't like that vegetable. So why am I growing it in my garden if I'm not going to eat it anyway? And It's taught me so much. I rarely see gardening and yard care as a failure anymore. I see it as a learning experience, as a way to expand my own personal experience and the things that I'm capable of doing with skills, but also I see it as a parallel for my life. That my life will come and go in seasons and how do I react in those different seasons Am I willing to take on a new challenge? Am I willing to come back from failure? Am I willing to try something new and scary with the potential that it's going to be a total fail? And when I can look at it through this lens, I can see that the seasons will change and things will pass and the failure will become distant And not to mention, I'll learn so many things along the way. There's one last takeaway that I want to share with all of you that I've learned from my gardening and my yard care experience. And that is, if we don't take care of the weeds in our garden and in our lawn, they will overtake the the things that we actually want to grow. The weeds don't need to be taken care of. The weeds just run recklessly through our yards. And if we're not aware of what's there, then they might kill the things that we're trying to grow. So I mentioned at the beginning that this is our third year. We're coming up on our third year of being in our house. And finally, the lawn is looking green, actually green and full. And in the last three years, we have spent a lot and I mean dozens and dozens maybe hundreds of hours outside weeding our lawn pulling the weeds out and replanting grass seed in the place of the weeds and if there's one thing that I have learned as I've seen our grass come in so full and so green this year and I'm still digging out the weeds there are still plenty of weeds in my lawn But the thing I'm learning the most is if I don't stay on top of the weeds, they really will take over my grass. They will kill my grass. So I have to be the one that's taking care of the weeds. Not only that, I have to strengthen the lawn that's already there and I need to add new grass seed to replace the weeds. So the parallel for our life here is that our mind is like a garden or a lawn we have a lot of good things growing in our minds and we have a lot of weeds. And if we don't take care of those weeds and we don't pluck them out, those negative thoughts, the pressure that we put on ourselves, the negative self-talk, the blame, the guilt, the shame, the anger, the resentment, the struggle, everything. If we don't take care of those That are in our mind. They will overtake us. Not only do we need to be working on creating a more beneficial mindset for the life we want to live. But we also need to be removing, actively removing and rewriting some of those weed thought errors that are there. The more you can give light to the things you do want to grow inside of your mind and the more you remove the negative or the pressured filled thoughts you have in your mind, the more lush and the more wonderful the lawn or the garden of your mind is going to be. It's going to be a place that you want to spend time in. It's going to be a place that you feel comfortable in And it's going to be a place where you know that when you plant a new seed of a desire you want to grow, you know how to take care of it. You know how to be the gardener of your mind. That is the best power and the best gift you can give to yourself. So if you feel like your mind is full of weeds right now, come to a free impact call with me. It's an opportunity for me to help you see your mind in a new and clearer light. It's a way for you to make an instant impact in your life and on your mind. I'll never forget my first call with my first coach. It was 25 minutes and it changed my life forever. It was three years ago and I still think about it every day. And for me... That's why I offer a free call to anyone who needs the help to clean up their mind, to remove the weeds, and to feel that instant impact in their life because change can really be that fast and that easy. That's the benefit of me having a neighbor who has a master's degree in horticulture and being able to solve a lot of my gardening errors so much faster than I would have been able to otherwise. We have coaches and mentors, and people with skills and knowledge in our life for a reason. And I would love to be that person for you. If anything that I've said in this podcast has resonated with you in any way, then you've got to go to my website and book a free impact call. The impact that you feel here on the podcast when you're listening is one thing. But for you to open your own mind and for you to evaluate what's going on and attack it at the root, that is where true change and impact happens. So the easiest way for you to book a free impact call is to scroll down to the show notes And the link will be right there for you. Click on it, and it will take you directly to my calendar where you can book a free 25 minute call with me where we will talk about how coaching can impact your life. You will walk away feeling like you can actually tackle the weeds in your mind and the problems in your life with so much more clarity. And if you're interested, I will explain how you can work with me more. But the real purpose of the call is for you to feel the lasting impact of what a 25-minute coaching call can do for your mind. So the challenge I want to give you this week is to ask yourself, how can I remove the weeds that are in my life? And the other question is, how can I strengthen what's already there? How can I strengthen the good things in my life that are already there? Because when you work on both parts, both removing the weeds and strengthening the good things that are already there, that is what creates the lasting impact and change that you're looking for. I can't wait to see the impact that you're going to make in your life just by asking those very simple questions. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next Monday. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum. Go to ErinWoodruffCoaching.com and take the quiz today.